You're listening to Weird Medicine with Dr. Steve on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. Okay, folks, March 11th, March 11th, Bonnie and I will be doing a live podcast from the Village Underground, a live My Wife Hates Me. Please go to ComedyCellar.com under Feature Events. You can buy your tickets. It is March 11th, 8 o'clock. We will have a celebrity guest marriage counselor come in. It's going to be great. It's going to sell out. So get your tickets now. ComedyCellar.com, Feature Event, live podcast. It's your old pal, Dr. Steve. I recently bought a car, and during the process, I thought to myself, there has to be a better way. What a pain. Then I heard about TrueCar.com, a new way to buy a car. At TrueCar.com, you actually see what others paid for the car you're looking for in your area, so you know when you're getting a great price. I went to TrueCar.com and found I would have saved $2,000. I recommend you do the same. At TrueCar.com, just take your savings certificate to a TrueCar certified dealer and forget about the hassle of the old way to buy a car. TrueCar users save an average of $3,000 off the sticker price. So if you're ready to buy a car, why wouldn't you go to TrueCar.com? Negotiation-free, guaranteed savings, a hassle-free experience, and a TrueCar certified dealer that is committed to a new and better way to buy a car. Save time, save money, and never overpay. Visit TrueCar.com today. Weird Medicine contains mature content and may be offensive to some listeners. (laughs) I never. I've got diphtheria crushing my esophagus. I've got Ebola virus dripping from my nose. I've got the leprosy of the heart valve exacerbating my incredible woes. I want to take my brain out and blast with the wave an ultrasonic echographic and a pulsating shave. I want a magic pill for all my ailments. The health equivalent to Citizen Kane. And if I don't get it now in the tablet, I think I'm doomed and I'll have to go insane. I want a requiem for my disease. So I'm paging Dr. Steve. Dr. Steve. It's Weird Medicine, the first and still only uncensored medical show in the history of radio, now a podcast. I'm Dr. Steve with my little pal, P.A. John. Hello, Steve. We don't have to say fuck P.A. John today because he's kind of miss it. Can I say it anyway? Yeah, sure. (laughs) We also have G-Back, the chortling chode chucker with... Colonic catastrophic concretions. Wow, what a what a beautiful thing that is. How you doing, everybody? This is a show for people who would never listen to a medical show on the radio or the internet. If you have a question you're embarrassed to take to your regular medical provider, if you just can't find an answer anywhere else, give us a call at 347-766-4323. That's 347. Wait for it. Poohhead. <laughs> If you're listening to us live, the number is 754-227-3647. That's 754-22-PENIS. We ought to do that with the vocorder. Yeah. 754-22-PENIS. Yeah. It's also 754-BEAR-NIP. If you like to lick 
breasts and stuff. It's easier to remember. Follow our Twitter feed at Weird Medicine. Visit our website at weirdmedicine.com for podcast medical news and stuff you can buy. Or go to our merchandise store at cafepress.com slash weirdmedicine. Most importantly, we are not your medical providers. Take everything you hear with a grain of salt. Don't act on anything you hear on this show without taking it over with your doctor, nurse practitioner, physician's assistant, pharmacist, chiropractor, acupuncturist, yoga master, dude who sells you used bumpers or whatever. So there you go. All right. So last show I gave everybody a break on the live reads. Uh, so that means I'm going to double down this <laughs> If you want to help uh, Riotcast and Weird Medicine, please Use our Amazon link. It's so easy to do. You go to Amazon. Uh, well, if you're going to shop at Amazon, go to riotcast.com slash weirdmedicine. Click on the Amazon link and then just bookmark it. And then every time you use Amazon, use that link. Yep. It really helps us out. Yep. Uh, it's keeping us on the air. Um, and uh, it helps us to get other advertisers like uh, truecar.com. That's awesome. Which you should also check out. Um, there's uh, no cost to you whatsoever. Just one extra click. And if you, like I said, if you bookmark it, it's just right there on the toolbar. And you just click it and uh, we'll uh, get credit for everything that you buy. We had a guy buy a whole office full of computer equipment. And boy, did that make a difference. So That's thank so you cool. very much. We do notice and we really do appreciate it. Don't forget Gamefly.com. If you have... Any kind of game console or PC or Mac, you need a Gamefly uh, account. One game that you buy and don't like would have gotten you almost six months of Gamefly rentals. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's so cheap. I, I can't understand why you wouldn't do it. I have bought games before and played them once and said, this game sucks. And, and you're then, out 60 bucks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and with Gamefly, you just put it right back in the envelope, send it back. This game sucks. <laughs> and say, this game sucks, and two, three days later, you get your next game on your list. Yeah. And uh, if you really do like it, uh, a lot of the games you can click keep this, and they'll send you the manual in the box. Wow, that's great. So it's really cool. Gamefly.com slash fluid. Gamefly.com slash fluid. And last but not least, Tweaked Audio, T-W-E-A-K-E-D, audio.com. Uh, some of the best earbuds in the business. They don't tangle. They don't. I had a guy email me the other day, said uh, I uh, loved my uh, earbuds, but I had a warranty type repair, which is unusual. And uh, he sent them back, and a couple of days later, they he had his new set of uh, earbuds. So not only do they make good stuff, but uh, they have great customer service. That's outstanding. So tweakedaudio.com. Use offer code FLUID, F-L-U-I-D, for 33% off your order, which is really fun to see that $30 order drop to 20 magically before your eyes. <laughs> what so a treat. tweakedaudio.com. Offer code FLUID. All right. There you go. Don't forget our friend Rex Dart. Uh, he's uh, the guy that's got terminal uh, bladder cancer. And we've been helping him out with a little bit of money here and there. I think you know we we raised four hundred bucks the first day, and then the next week it was three fifty. And then you know I've been sending him a, a check from PayPal uh, uh, periodically as as things trickle in. We really appreciate that. Our listeners are the greatest. They've always come through for us, with one exception, and that would be Blowhard's <laughs> tooth. And that has more to do with blowhard being blowhard than it has anything to do with our listeners. It just shows our listeners have good taste in the in the uh, <laughs> in the oh, causes man. that they support. Oh man, if he hears this, you're in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> he knows. He knows. 
Uh, so, uh, yeah, good trivia question. Who was Blowhard before he was the Blowhard on the <laughs> Terrestrial Ron and Fizz show? Oh, Anybody I know, that know? One very well. <laughs> yep, G-Back knows. Go ahead. The Heckler. Right, the Heckler. <laughs> what a dope. And I remember exactly how it started, how really? Ronnie gave him that name. Okay, all right, give it to it us. Was, um, it was 2000, and uh, Ron and Fez were on NEW New York, but they were also simulcast down in Virginia. Okay. The D.C. area, like people in oh. Baltimore and D.C. could listen. Yes. The Baltimore Ravens were playing the New York Giants in the Super Bowl. And some Ravens fan called up, totally trashing New York, saying, we're going to kick your ass. New York's a piece of shit town. So, of course, yeah. Blowhard, who at the time wasn't called anything, calls in right. and starts screaming back at him and just shredding just him in the city Brooklyn. of Baltimore. Okay. And just saying, Baltimore's full of hayseeds. You're this, you're that. New York's got this. Well, you got this. Like, totally put yeah. him down. And the way he just destroyed him in, like, the entire city of Baltimore. Sort of a Bill Burr with Ro- uh, Philadelphia. Yeah, yes. And Ronnie yeah. kind of just... Right then and there, christened him the heckler because okay. he just like heckled the entire city of Baltimore. Well, then how did he end up being blowhard? Because that was an XM thing, right? Yeah, yeah. When they came back on XM, I think they just decided to like change everything, you know, whatever yeah. for whatever reason. Okay, okay. But, yeah. Well, hate him or not, I mean, he is an integral part of the Ron and Fez show. And oh, yeah. I'll tell you what, I was there when he called in and uh, got on Pepper about something, and Pepper. I thought it was a bit. I was just laughing along with it. And then I realized, I don't know if this is a bit. And, of course, as as long as I've been associated with that show, and I think you can say the same thing, it's really fucking hard to tell what's a bit and what yeah, isn't. They're masters. They are masters. They are. And, it is, it, you know, people still wonder if this whole thing with Fez has been like a five-year-long <laughs> long work, you know? Yeah, yeah. And Ronnie will say, no, it's not. It's real. And then people don't believe that. <laughs> yeah, because they... <laughs> and it's not that he's a liar, but he is a Zen comedy master. And uh, uh, we talk about this on the SiriusXM show. There are these uh, Zen koans where they talk about people r- achieving enlightenment, right? And one of them is the, uh, the, the student comes to the master and says, what is enlightenment? And then the master hits him over the head with a bamboo rod and knocks him out. When he wakes up, he's enlightened. Right? <laughs> and somehow you're supposed to learn something from that. That's how I feel with the Ron and Fish show. <laughs> yeah. And that's not a bad thing. No. Because you're always getting closer to attaining enlightenment. It's amazing. But it's it, always a little bit the, elusive. The, the lines are always blurred between reality and fantasy just, in that show. And amazing. That's what it, it is the most unique show. I, I basically licked Ron Bennington's balls on another show <laughs> recently. Uh, uh, this uh, guy, uh, Travanti Jaramillo, he has a, uh, a podcast, and he asked me to be on his show, and I just happened to be free that night. And I was like, sure, what the fuck? So uh, he asked me if I was ever starstruck. Because he he was like, oh, you're a big get, and I'm like, dude, shut up. I am not. I am not famous. <laughs> right, right. I'm not anything. Yeah. I am nothing. I have a podcast, and somehow I have a show on SiriusXM. And if we if we ever had a big head, PA John, and I had a big head for about six months in 2007, and then we were quickly disabused of. The thought that we were anything other than what we are, which is just two assholes who did a sh- a monthly show on SiriusXM when we started um, for free. Wow! You know, and then you know, we were so happy to be there that we didn't even ask for money until we were three or four years. <laughs> so we are absolutely nothing. But anyway, he asked me, "Are you?" Uh, 
starstruck uh, by anybody. And I was like, absolutely. And Ron Bennington. And then we just went on to talk about how unique that show is. Uh. There's nothing like it. And you say that, but there isn't anything like no, that. No, no, there's not. There's not. I was I was always a fan of radio my entire life, talk radio, music radio, and that show was something to me. Like I was like, so what the hell is this? Yes, the first time so I heard it. it, like this is just the strangest shit, you know? Yeah, and it sucked me in. And that's but it's not just weird to now. be weird either. It's just. It's indescribable. Yeah, yeah. It's something that you have to kind of live for a while to truly understand. It is the most honest show, <sighs> one of the most honest shows yeah, on yeah. the radio, and yet you're always thinking that they're fucking bullshitting you. Yeah, yeah. But they're not, but yet maybe that's how smart they are. <laughs> <laughs> you know? God damn it. It drives me crazy. All these years, and uh, it's not, I wasn't as plugged in as you were, but I've been there right. and seen it, and I still don't know. And yeah. when I'm there, I'm like, oh, I got this figured out. These guys are just totally honest. Yeah. And uh, and I still think that. And yet, I still feel like somehow they're fucking with us. Yeah. Fez is married to three kids, and Ron's gay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. What? Yeah, G-Bag said that. <laughs> no, no, but, no. Oh, but back to Blowhard, that thing with uh, Chris Stanley, that seemed really real because when the mics were off and we were on break, he was still fucking mad. Yeah, yeah. Now, Blowhard is in, in, in rage. Oh, he can get under your skin. That's the heckler Blowhard in him. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, all right. Let's see if we got any calls. All right, let's see here. Um... Sorry. Number one thing, don't take advice from some asshole on the radio. Very good. Thank you, Ronnie B. There he is. Dr. Steve, got a question for you. Bye. First one that started, it sounded like me. People have been <laughs> busting me on those weird medicine minute things that we do on uh, on uh, Sirius XM because I did a bunch of them like three or four years ago for Rob Cross, and he never aired them. And I was just kind of being lazy so instead of finding calls, I was making them myself. I was doing that, hey, Dr. Slay voice, and then I'll speed it up a little bit to make it sa- supposedly sound like it's not me. But everybody can tell it's me. Nobody got fooled. No, nobody got fooled. So when I heard this, I was like, is this one of my phone calls? Then <laughs> I just don't remember making it, but no. Dr. Steve. See? That's yeah, Dr. Like Steve, that. yeah. It sounds just like that. Good question. Uh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Testosterone level. Wait a minute. Let me let uh-oh. me find the weird medicine minute. Let me see. Compare that. them side by side. Yeah. <laughs> it does Here, sound like your voice. It does. Here here's one that I know I did. Hey Dr. Snake. <laughs> I was watching that show the walking it is dead. <laughs> did you have a clothes fit on your nose? <laughs> Let's see, I think I did another one. Here's another one I called in and did. Weird medicine minute, take one. Oh, Dr. Steve, I've tried Viagra, I've tried Cialis. See, I just speed my voice up. I could up. say that sped up. I could hear it. Yeah. So anyway. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> what a dumbass. <laughs> All right, let's see here. Dr. Steve, got a question for you. My testosterone level, is I was told by my doctor, was really low. On a scale of 360 being low and... 1190 being high, I came back at a 127. Yikes. So, yeah, that's low. And then he also said, hey, by the way, you might have diabetes. You're A1C is a 9.3. You need to cut out all your sugar and everything. If I already have low testosterone and don't feel like doing shit, then I'm going to cut out my sugar. <laughs> the fuck am I going to do? Become a slug for energy? Thank you. 
You know, he's got a pretty cool question. He understands at a certain level that uh, that we use glucose for energy, and he's worried that if he cuts out glucose, that he now he isn't going to have any energy. What were you going to say, G-Bag? You had your hand He rest. said A1C. What the hell oh, is that? Very good. See, that's why you're here. <laughs> you are the resident layman. <laughs> And uh, and uh, it, it helps because we hear that and we're just like, okay, we move on because we know what it means. Yeah. But what he's talking about is a hemoglobin A1C. And, uh, John, one of, you're the diabetic in the crew. Why don't you talk about hemoglobin A1C for a minute? Just give us the Reader's Digest version. Okay, the Reader's Digest version is there, like Dr. Steve has mentioned on many other topics, uh, there are certain markers in the body that we can pull from blood work. And the A1C is a certain marker on the blood cell that gives us approximately a three-month-long history of what the blood glucose has been. Okay. And right. so if you a normal range is around a 5 for someone that's non-diabetic. And it will range up to approximately 14, the last right, check. And so if you're a 9, then that means that your blood sugars are, on average, elevated, re- elevated probably into the two and 300 range. So him at 9.3, is he on the border of becoming no, diabetic? No, he is he's he's full-fledged diabetic. He's diabetic. Me, as a type 1 diabetic with the use of an insulin pump, I need to be below a 7, and mine usually runs anywhere between a 7.1 and a 7.3. Okay. And so, and that's They'd not like good. To that's even be lower. Good. So this 9.3 is really high then. 9.3 is very high. It means he has a high average blood sugar. So, okay. Right. And so, kind of uh, going beyond the Reader's Digest version just a little bit, it, the blood cells are in the blood all the time, right? That's sure. why they're called fucking blood cells. And hemoglobin carries oxygen. Uh, around the body, so it will take it take oxygen on when it's in a high oxygen environment like the lungs, and it will release it what's in, when it's in a low oxygen environment. Okay, and uh, that's how we transport it. Well, uh, blood sugar is is hanging around too, and so glucose molecules will glom onto hemoglobin, and the more blood sugar you have, the more hemoglobin is going to have these glucose molecules glommed onto them. Does that make sense? Yes, okay. So it's it's kind of like sludge, but it's really on a molecular level. Right. And uh and and so that's what we're looking for. So and since blood v- cells last about 150 days, you're going to get a rolling average. All right. Okay? Okay. Okay. So anyway, so that's what that's about. Um if you, yeah, if you, if PA John's blood or if this guy's uh A1C was 9.6 and he got his blood sugar under control tomorrow it would take 3 months for us to be able to really see that benefit. right because you're still getting the average from the right. past 90 days right right Okay. Okay. So uh, it, it's interesting, though. His testosterone's really low, and if you look in the medical literature, diabetes and low testosterone are related. Hmm. And there are a lot of people who have men who have low testosterone. I'm sorry, who have diabetes also have low testosterone, and they'll complain of fatigue, but the doctor will go, Ah, it's your diabetes, and they don't check it. We also see this in people who are on chronic narcotics and people who have had cancer. Uh, chemotherapy as well. And when they come in complaining of fatigue, we'll blame it on the other problem. But if you don't check the testosterone and see that it's 100, um, you, you'll never find it. And uh, the research shows that people who have 
like a secondary, well, it's not even really secondary hypogonadism, but a low testosterone that's associated with another illness. If you treat those people with testosterone replacement, they will feel better. So it's worth it's worth looking at. So I um, now I've gotten some emails recently uh, from people concerned about this study that came out recently about testosterone and heart disease. And uh, you know the the media, of course, gets it wrong most of the time, and and they're saying, well, now we have to look at everyone who's on testosterone replacement because it's causing heart attacks. Well, the truth of the matter is, this is a pretty well done study. But the uh, people and, and what they found was that there was an increased risk of heart attack in people who were started on testosterone therapy in the first 90 days of treatment. But the people who were at risk were people who already had heart disease risks or who had had heart attacks before and were over the age of 65. Okay. Okay. Now, if you were 40 and had no risk, factors, then there was no association with any heart attack or anything like that. So what we're going to have to do is in older guys, if we're going to treat them, then we're going to have to make sure that they're not at risk or that we can, the benefit outweighs the risk. For example, like a cancer patient who just feels like total dog shit. Right. All right. Oh, look at this. Robert, you're on weird medicine. You're on Weird Medicine. We're recording, dude. Are you, am I on right now? <laughs> yes. It's Robert Kelly, everyone. Little, hey, Bobby. One of the little pumps inside of the vagina when you when you go inside and hook up to the... What are all those little pumps? Herpes. <laughs> no, I don't know. What little bumps? Oh, then, all right. <laughs> that's, that's how you do. <laughs> I don't know. Do you... Great show. Apparently, you guys don't finger blast anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> not since junior high. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, there, the the vagina isn't perfectly smooth. It's not a glass-like surface in there. There are, um, uh, you know, little. Uh, I mean, all skin has little septations and papillae. Exactly, and that's what makes it tasty. <laughs> <laughs> Did you need something? You want me? You want me to call you back? Call me back later. Okay, I will, man. All right, goodbye, smartest podcast in the world. Thanks, man, and everyone, <laughs> check out you know what, dude, podcast on the Riotcast Network. <laughs> goodbye. Buddy. Okay, dude. You gotta love Bobby Kelly. He's the greatest. That's funny. Now, now this guy's saying he's gonna have no energy. Isn't I always thought sugar was like bad for energy. They say you crash. Okay, that's a whole different thing. If you, let's say you're not diabetic and you get that sugar crash, what's going on is you take in a bunch of carbs that are easily metabolized. What's your pancreas going to do? It detects blood sugar and it pumps out insulin to try to normalize that. Uh, and in uh, particularly in Americans who eat way too many carbs, the pancreas has gotten so used to doing this that it'll overshoot. And when it overshoots, uh, you get a rising insulin level and you get a decreasing blood sugar level and you can bottom out and then you feel like dog shit. Okay. All now, right. it do that enough times 
and the body will eventually turn down its sensitivity to that insulin signal because it doesn't like having low blood sugar. Okay. So it will turn down the sensitivity, turn it down, and it will continue to turn it down if it keeps having the stimulus until it's no longer sensitive to this insulin signal at all. And then what happens? You have type 2 diabetes. Your blood sugar just stays elevated. Yep. Uh-huh. Okay. And that's kind of, that's the theory in very gross terms of how type 2 diabetes happens. Okay. So, And type 1 is just you're born that way. Well, no. Uh, John can talk a little bit more about it. Type 1 is where your pancreas stops producing insulin altogether. So he had something happen. He either had a virus that looked like, uh, you know, a protein on the surface looked like pancreas cells. And so after his auto, his immune system killed that virus, then all of a sudden it looked and said, ooh, there's more shit over here, and attacked his pancreas and killed the uh, islets of Langerhans cells that make insulin. Is that real, what you just said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what they're called. It sounded like some kind of fantasy movie thing. I know, the <laughs> islets of Langerhans. Yeah, it does sound like Lord of the Rings. <laughs> the insulin, the insulin. <laughs> so... So that's what happened to him. We still don't exactly know why it happens, but that's probably what it is. And so, so eventually there will be a cure for him. In my opinion, I think there is a strain of the common cold it, that affects children more so than adults. Um, like you may get it as a child, but your body may have a little bit a better immune system. Right, and the virus for some reason and you in can some kids. fend it off, and then but for some you get the virus, you catch the cold, it kills your yeah, you would, cells and, wow, okay. you would have to be predisposed to it, right. but it's just a random fuck-up. So what does this guy, as a type 2 diabetic, like, what does he eat, like, for energy normally? Regular Does food. he eat sugars? Vegetables. Can he eat sugars? Vegetables, fruit. Right. Meat. He can eat fruit? Well, sure. I mean, I figured that was sugary. Well, you know? to a certain well, but, it is, yeah. but you just don't go crazy. Okay. You know, uh, now, there are some people who advocate a low-carbohydrate diet for type 2 diabetics, and I have put people on a diet like that before when they were just hopelessly uh, out of control. And if they'll follow it, their blood sugars will come on down and they'll lose weight and their insulin sensitivity comes back and all that stuff. Uh, I'm not necessarily advocating that. You would want to do that under the care of a, a nutritionist who believes that that's something worth doing. But uh, you can create glucose out of fat. That's why you have fat. And uh, there's a thing called gluconeogenesis where you take uh, other substrates and make glucose out of it. So you don't have to get it by just eating sugar. All right. And uh, so, so he's worried that he's not going to have any blood sugar and he'll be totally exhausted. But that's not true. He Even will if he actually cuts no. carbs. He will have. If he cuts carbs, he'll actually will probably find that he has more energy, huh. because the pro- one of the problems with blood sh- elevated blood sugar is that glucose isn't getting into the cells. That's why it's hanging around in the blood. So if he can turn up his insulin sensitivity by decreasing his carbohydrate intake, increasing his exercise, and uh, decreasing his blood sugar overall, that that blood sugar that's hanging around in his blood will now go into the cells and give him more energy functionally. I got that it. makes sense? Yeah, I got it. Okay, cool. Cool. All right. We got Rocky on uh, area code 423. You're on Weird Medicine. What's up, man? Oh, hi, or should I say Sharon? <laughs> it's Trucking James. Trucking James. <laughs> I didn't get the joke, but but anyway, it, it sounded funny. 
Charon, the uh, the guy who guides souls across the river Styx. Oh, oh uh, yeah, Charon. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, and you have to give yes, him. Here we go with that bullshit again. You have to give him. <laughs> you have to give him the coin, uh, or he won't take you across. If yes, that's true. Well, I'm that's not why they, my soul. So. That's why they put coins I over. People, that's why they put and coins it, over people's eyes. Was so that they would have coins to pay Sharon when they crossed the river when they died. Is this where the song "Don't Pay the Ferryman" came in? I guess. Hell, I don't know. I thought they put the coins over there because they were round, sort of like an eyeball is. And well, probably that too, close. and they probably did that because their eyes were gross and they were, you know, didn't want to look. Stop at them. looking at me. <laughs> they didn't have those things that the uh, the funeral directors now use that they stick under people's eyelids to keep their eyes closed. Ew. It's got a little barb on it, and you stick it. It's like uh, it Ugh. fits over the cornea, and then when you put the eye down, Ow. it stays down. Ugh. And uh, so they didn't okay, have that, those. That just hurts. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. Well, they didn't have those, so they put coins over it, and then you have to come up with a fucking story to go with it, so these are coins for, you know, Sharon. Anyway. Yeah, that's also a reference made in that with a Megadeth song, Goodbye, Goodbye My Love 1,000 Times Goodbye. Um, huh. One of my favorite Megadeth tracks. But anyway, I digress. We all digress. Wow, what a train wreck. I love this show. Oh, Jesus um, Christ. <laughs> one question. Okay. Um, my, my grandfather on my father's side passed away at the ripe old age of 59 years old okay. from emphysema. Um, so I guess the first question, Steve, is... Um, does that shit run in people's families? Like, if you're if you smoke, are you predisposed to ellipsis? Question mark. Go. Yeah. Um, okay. There is a genetic form of uh, emphysema that most definitely runs in a very uh, specific way through families, and it's called alpha one antitrypsin deficiency. We talked about it last show. It's rare. Uh, not so rare down here. I've picked up a few cases uh, since I've been down here, more so than I did uh, in my other practices. Hmm. Uh, but um, so that one definitely is passed down from generation to generation. And the carriers usually will just have, they might have a little asthma or have um, uh, some liver changes uh, because it affects the liver as well. But the people who have genes from both parents, now they'll have full-blown emphysema at a very young age. And um, a lot of times, unless they're caught and treated with a uh, medication called prolastin, which is basically just purified alpha-1 antitrypsin, uh, then uh, those people will have a real hard time. Now, other than that, the genetics of emphysema is very complicated. There's not a single gene that predisposes you to that. So it can the tendency can run in families, but I'm not aware of any definitive uh, genetic component to it. Are you PA, John? Not at all. Okay. All right. So, okay. And, well, the, the, the main thrust behind the question is um, ever since... Oh, I don't know about Desert Storm and some some are right around that time frame. I've 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 more or less always had these weird little attacks where if I step out into cold air from hot air or, or step into hot air from air conditioning, um, or get really excited or start some sort of strenuous physical activity, you know, like exercise, um, <laughs> my lungs in, initially fill. Yeah, uh, I'm not very funny. Uh, fill with. Uh, uh, phlegm to the point where I actually feel like I've got a, a well a frog in my throat, and 
actually ends up forcing me to start retching as if I need to vomit in order to get rid of it, and then it still doesn't dislodge. Um, do you, does this sound? Does any of this sound familiar to you, or am I just an asshole? Yeah, no. Well, yeah, you are, but we, we'll, we'll deal with your medical problem too. By chance, <laughs> cracked him up. By chance, are you a smoker? I fucking gave him that line. I fucking handed it to him on a silver platter. Oh my god! It wasn't that. It wasn't. Anyway, moving on. PA, uh, PA John yeah, has a go question. Ahead. I'm sorry. That's okay, man. <laughs> By chance, are you a smoker? Caesar, I'm doing it. Mm, lovely. Are you a smoker? Sorry. I know. I haven't. I haven't had a cigarette since fucking October of 2006, bro. Okay. Good, how much, how, good. Good job, man. How much do you weigh? 300 pounds. I'm a fat fuck. Okay. The uh, the the reason I ask is reflux. Sometimes reflux of stomach contents can cause these kinds of symptoms as well because you get gas and fluid from the stomach that can work its way into the lungs and uh, can irritate the lungs and cause coughing and retching and stuff like that as well. So uh, that, that's okay. something the pulmonologist will if, look at. Go ahead. Okay, I was going to say, what if I've already been through that and... Uh, this is uh, after the endoscopic photoplication was performed back in '97 uh, or something. Okay. Did, did that work for you, by the way? And I have a personal reason for yes, asking it this. Did. Okay. Because I'm thinking about getting it done myself. What he's talking about is a fundoplication, is a surgical procedure where they tighten the sphincter going between the stomach and the esophagus. So, and he's talking to somebody else now. I'm on the phone. I had that done. Yeah, I had that done in the '90s, and uh, I think it was '97. And I'll tell you what, dude, it was it was great because I had the the worst um, reflux. I could drink a cup of coffee, and within um, I just had a gentleman come and knock on my truck, telling me that I'm getting a new fifth wheel. Um, I wore it out. I fucking killed it. Anyway, um, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm a dick. Trucking James uh, is the master of the, the non sequitur. I love it. <laughs> yes, I am. I'm stream of consciousness fucks dick. Um, <laughs> I, I have it done, and, and well, my, my reflux was so bad, I could drink a cup of coffee and literally feel it, feel the bubbles coming out of my esophagus as it went down. Ooh. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. yeah, it was like drink a cup of coffee, taste it 500 times, um, eat, a, eat a meal. And for the next two, three, four, six hours, yep. continue to taste it, That's coming me. back up as it was being digested. And God, God help really you nasty, if you lay dude. down. Huh? I said, God help you if you lay down during all of that, too. Because then gravity... Oh, fuck. Do not. There is no such thing as laying down. Yeah. Uh, sex was always vertical, and uh, <laughs> everything yeah. was vertical except for... Yeah, if I went to... I, even now, when I go to bed, I sleep on my side. Well, let me. Uh, I kind of have to. Go ahead. Yeah, and if you if you sleep on your right side, that is the side that uh, the uh, exit of the stomach is on. So gravity will then have things funnel out of your stomach into your duodenum. Whereas if you lean, lay on your left side, the uh, stomach contents will pool on the in the uh, body of the stomach, and as it contracts, it will force it up into your esophagus. So uh, you're better off laying on. Your oh, right lovely. Side than <laughs> Yeah, I lay on my right side. I love my right side the most when I go to bed, even now. Yeah. 
Um, if I lay on my right side, I have to hear my wife snoring and smell her <laughs> nighttime breath and stuff. So I, I, I always have, do I want my stomach to feel better or do I want to deal with that? Isn't she lovely? Oh, fuck. <laughs> Thank God she doesn't listen to the show. Well she, done. Well done, sir. Well done. <laughs> well, listen, I don't have one of those anymore. <laughs> I might not for long if I keep that shit up either. Now, listen. Um, yeah, she's. Um, this is what I want you to Go do. You, you're you need to it's talk your to your show. doctor about this coughing and uh, hack. Thank you, coughing and hacking stuff. And they need to do a thing called a spirometry on you. And if it's normal, they may even want to do an exercise uh, uh, spirometry on you, where they exercise you and then uh, have you blow in a tube. And when they do that, they may be able to detect exercise-induced asthma. They may be able to detect uh, emphysema from your old smoking and uh, from all the gases from your stomach that used to get in there, stuff like that. But that's what needs to be done at this point, in my opinion. Okay, I appreciate it, Steve. Thank you very much. And, and uh, I'm having such fun. <laughs> I'm going to come up to your house someday while we're while you're t- uh while you're recording, man, I, I would love to do this show with you guys someday. Well, I mean, we're such assholes on the air. We might as well do it in person. <laughs> uh, we're working on the. Just email me. We're working on the hundredth episode, and uh, we figured we'd have all the you know misfits and weirdos that have been on this show. So uh, feel free to uh, email me, and I'll give you directions. We'll get you in the studio, man. That'd be cool, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. <laughs> hey, I said both categories. <laughs> what I did there. I'm fucking brilliant. <laughs> All right, boys. I'm right, out of here. Punch okay, we'll in. see you. Okay. Peace. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, that was hysterical. Wow, he gets wilder and wilder every time he calls I ab- in. I absolutely love it. We did those. I know. You said double. Oh, no. No, I was just kidding. All right. All right. Hey, you know, I, he, he said his, his dad's... Jack is trying to get me to do the live reads again. It's him, everybody. <laughs> he said his dad's dad died of emphysema at 59. Yeah. Like, like if you have something that runs in your family like that, where every man on one side of the family died at age sixty-three, yeah, is it like pretty much set in stone that you're going to have a short life? Nope. It, but it, and and it may actually mean that you are more likely to get something, but you're less likely to die from it. Really? For example, if you have a uh, condition called familial polyposis, this is a uh, uh, a condition where the colon you know, the large bowel right. gets filled with these little polyps. And some because there's so many of them, more, there's more chances of one of them becoming malignant. So your chances of getting colon cancer are actually higher. But since you know about it and you're going to get your colon, colonoscopy done every year, the odds of you dying of colon cancer are I less. I got you. I got Same you. thing with this. If you know you've got a risk factor of emphysema, and you've gone and you've gotten your alpha-1 antitrypsin deficiency test and it's negative, uh, then you just know you need to exercise and you need to not smoke and not do stupid stuff like working in an asbestos mine or something right, like that. Right, you know? right, right. And uh, so d- forewarned is forearmed, I guess. Yeah. You know, and so, uh, yeah, you're never – none of this stuff dooms you to anything. Right. It just increases your risk. And risk ma- factors, everything but your genetics are modifiable. Hmm. And in the future, we're hoping our genetics will be modifiable. Yeah, but we gotta be crazy. careful with that shit because I've seen. Uh, I am legend. I know what. <laughs> it doesn't, sometimes it doesn't work out well when we, you know, think we're going to apply something to everybody. So anyway, I, I had a buddy back in my partying days who his grandfather, his father's father, his father, and his father's brother like 
all died of brain cancer at age 58. Ooh, so that's was, a tough one. He was convinced. He's like, I yeah. know what my future is. And so he just drank and did drugs like a maniac. He's no. like, I'm going to get brain cancer when I'm 58. Like, now brain I always cancer, wondered how true that was. That's like, a tough one. It's uh, because those genes get diluted out uh, to a certain extent if it's not just one gene. You know, if it's a combination of genes that increase your risk, then they get diluted out every generation. Okay. But that's assuming you're not having sex with your sister or your cousin or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but brain cancer, that's one that violates what I just said. I don't know any risk factors that you can modify for something like that. So right. that's a tough one. The other one is breast cancer. Um, there are women who have this BRCA gene, and it increases their chances of getting breast cancer you know, uh, by orders of magnitude. Yeah. And um, the, what they can do, though, to decrease the risk is have a mastectomy. Right. And uh, there are a lot of women that are doing that. Angelina Jolie did it. Um, we've known a, a couple of people that have had it done. And uh, because the, the chances of them getting it, it's more likely than not they'll get breast cancer, whereas the normal population without that gene, uh, the uh, odds that they'll get breast cancer are 1 in 11. And then remember, one out of every 100 cases of breast cancer is a dude. Wow. So. Okay. All right. Now, uh, Trucking James was asking about genetics. There is a... Uh, COPD genetic epidemiology study being done. And if you go to copdgene.org, you can read about it. All right. So check that out. And they're apparently doing a study to see if they can link up the genetics of emphysema. Hmm. All right. Okay. Okay. Hello, Dr. Steve. Can you tell us more about that giant meaty penis between your legs? What the <laughs> Holy shit. Okay. Mm, I'm, I love that. <laughs> what a oh, creep. I'm, I missed the mmm at the yeah, end. Wait yeah. a minute. Okay, let me shut up this time and let me play it again. Hello, Dr. Steve. Can you tell us more about that giant, meaty penis between your legs? Mm. <laughs> Holy shit. I can't, That's but, you know, I. Fantastic. there's somebody that can't. Well, no, actually, oh, shit, I don't want to say that. <laughs> Only my wife can. But um, this brings us to our new bit, Ask a Prostitute. Yay. And we have a second uh, Ask a Prostitute bit. If you want to ask uh, our rural prostitute escort slash expert a question, uh, email it to me, weirdmedicine at riotcast.com, and I'll pass it along to her, and she answers them and send them back. And we put it into this little production piece we call Ask a Prostitute. Hey, Dr. Steve. Yeah, I was wondering, could you ask the call lady? Um, if she ever gets pleasure during the act, she she says she totally separates herself. Um, but she says clients will repeat. Um, if somebody's continually nice to her and trying to please her, she must look forward to having sex with some of them. Does she ever climax during the business exchange? You know, some people just want physical gratification and 
Others just want to be held, she said. In between, um, there's those men who enjoy giving pleasure. So please ask her my question. Thanks a lot, Dr. Steve. Bye. That didn't sound like you. A few of you are asking if I climax while I'm with a client. Well, the answer to that is a little complicated. Um, yes, occasionally. Very, very rarely. Um, that's one of the ways that I try to separate myself from work. Um, I don't try to enjoy it, which actually I think works out better for the customer because that means that I focus all my attention on you. I'm not worried about it feeling good for me. I want it to feel good for you. Now, that being said, there is one type of man that usually makes me come, and I can't help it. And I can't explain this. I do not understand. Fat men with little dicks. What? <laughs> yes, you heard that correctly. Okay, wait a minute. I have not... I didn't listen to this. I just spliced these things together. This is the first time I'm hearing this. Wow. Uh, Trucking James. <laughs> no, nah, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to finish that sentence. Okay, let me run this back. He could have a new girlfriend. <laughs> I'm sorry, James. Right. There's one type of man that usually makes me come, and I can't help it. And I can't explain this. I do not understand. Fat men with little dicks. Yes, you heard that correctly. For some reason, I think it's where your belly rubs against my clit while we're having sex. Whoa. And I don't know what it is about the little dick, but I don't know. Your guess is as good as mine, but if you're a fat... Sounds like Ashley's had a few more, too many cigarettes today. To, <laughs> yeah, you, you know, get a little wheezy. Right? Little wheezy. <laughs> Dude, you got a little dick... Don't worry about it, dude. Take heart. The world might make fun of you, but I bet you could get me off. So thanks, guys, for the questions. Keep them coming. I love it. Wow. Wow. You know something? You really do learn something new every day. <laughs> I'm not kidding. How about that? I never good heard a chick her. say I like fat guys with little dicks. I love she. She does a really good job with that. Yeah, she's. We got to figure out. Maybe I might send her a PayPal payment or something if we get a few more like that. Because I've got two more questions for her that have come in recently that I've deemed worthy to send to her. So she's really taking it seriously. Nah, she's doing a great job. <laughs> she really is. And man, she's honest as shit. Huh? Yeah. I love it. Wow. <laughs> how bizarre That's is that? Great. Your belly rubbing against my clit. Like, how big are these guys? Oh, God, and that belly. <laughs> it's what, an apron just hanging down? Pull well, that. Maybe, maybe it's the fupa. What's the fupa? Fat upper belly. So it's a, the fat part above the pubic. What's pecker. fupa stand for, though? Fat upper part. Uh, upper pubic area. Yeah, fat upper pubic area. Fupa. Yeah. <laughs> Like a, like a bunt, but on a guy, right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Get your fupa down here. It's what gets your, yeah. uh, it gives you your length when you lose weight. That's as, right. As that goes away, the fupa. Dr. Steve's rule, 35 pounds equals one inch. So you lose 35 pounds, you gain an inch of penis length. Now I've got some guys that say, well, I'm 600 pounds. Am I going to have an 18-foot-long dong? And it's like, no, dude, you're operating at a negative right now. So yeah. you got to get to zero first, yeah. and then you start gaining inches. you got an innie. Yeah. you got to get so an anyway. All right. 
Well, that was fun. That was great. Hmm. I don't know if it was great, but it was fun. <laughs> I had a good time. Trucking James is always great. <laughs> well, again, he's like Woody. I don't know about great, but it was fun. Insanity. <laughs> no, he he's he's been a fan of this show from day one. Yeah. So I have nothing but uh, um, admiration for him for hanging in that long. So I appreciate that. Thanks always go to P.A. John, GVAC. Can't forget Rob Sprantz, Bob Kelly, Opian Anthony, and Ron and Fez, whose steadfast support of this show never goes unappreciated. Listen to our Sirius XM show on the Opian Anthony channel, Sirius 206, XM 103, Saturday nights at 10 p.m. Eastern. And uh, we're hoping to get some replays, and I think we've got some good news on the old Sirius XM uh, uh, schedule coming up. I think you'll be very pleased. Nice. Very pleased. Oh, now I'm interested. Many thanks to our listeners whose voicemail and topic ideas make this job very easy. Go to our website at drsteve.com for schedules and podcasts and other crap. Don't forget uh, um, riotcast.com slash weirdmedicine. Clink the... Clink. Clink the Amazon link. Clink the Amazon link. And uh, bookmark it and use it whenever you shop at Amazon. Go to Gamefly.com slash fluid, tweakedaudio.com, offer code fluid. Until next time, check your stupid nuts for lumps, quit smoking, get off your asses, and get some exercise. And we'll see you in one week for the next edition of Weird Medicine. Because comfortably numb.